David, the feedback hasn't been terrible. In fact, for the most part, people have responded pretty positively. That's good. Yeah, I mean, except for that one weird comment about how we sound like Don Cherry and Ron McLean, but I don't Ooh, even which, really... Which one, or which, which am I? Uh, I believe the implication was that you were Ron, and I was Don. But I mean, I still don't really get it. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to the first two episodes. Um, we're just going to put out something kind of in between an episode today. We have an interview with Griffin Epstein that we did a few weeks back. It's part of an episode that hasn't been put online, but because it's a bit topical, we wanted to get it out before it got too old. We're calling this kind of an episode a short, and we have no defined time frame for when they're going to come out. Enjoy. So there's been a lot of discussion lately in the Jewish press regarding whiteness, privilege, and its relationship to Jewishness. A lot of these conversations have gone pretty intensely off the rails, and we're hoping to have a bit of a better one here today. So we're joined on the line by Griffin Epstein. Griffin is a Jew from New York City who works as a frontline social service provider and college teacher in Toronto. Griffin is currently in the final stages of a PhD in social justice education at the Ontario Institute for Studies and Education at the University of Toronto. So Griffin, thanks for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So both me and Sam read that article on Tablet that Taffy Ackner wrote in April. And uh-huh. it got a lot of attention for rejecting the idea that European descended Jews can experience white privilege and elicited a lot of responses. Why do you think this discussion is emerging right now within mainstream Jewish discourse? Like, do you think it's something that's unique to the present moment? I feel like with the increased attention on the police murder of black folks in the United States, which, of course, has been going on since the Reconstruction era, at least since the end of official slavery, but has, with the proliferation of the Internet and cell phone cameras, has been getting a lot more media attention now. The conversation about race in general in North America uh, is unavoidable. So I think that that's potentially a part of it. There's a broader realm of possibility, I guess, for the sayable, because you can go online and Google anything. So I wonder if there's not a number of factors that are causing this conversation to be happening right now. My guess is that because of the internet as a platform, people feel like they have more access to information and also people feel more empowered. And this can go either way. This can sort of be really enlightening or in the context of this article and the tablet can be really unsettling, but people feel like they can take up space and produce discourse quite easily. Do you see anyone, I guess, extending this conversation to a point where they're offering alternative narratives to young Jews? Like, do you see that outreach happening anywhere? I think we have a real issue across the board talking about white supremacy and giving people the opportunity to understand themselves as part of a oppressive violent racial structure and begin to dismantle that or come come to account for the ways in which they are required to dismantle that, I think we have a really hard time educating and opening up possibilities and creating paradigms for people to think about that. I think the onus is on us as white people and as white Jews. I'm not sure that it's possible to do it with young white Jews without first doing it around whiteness in general, because I think that Jewishness can often become an out for people, and I think we need to ensure that the understanding of white supremacy as the foundational structure on which the Canadian settler state is manifests is kind of a first step. You know, I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia. I feel it greatly, even though I wasn't 
present for it. But there's um, a lot of desire, I think, amongst radicalized young white Jews to sort of understand the period of time when coalition building in the, in the 60s and the 70s, when coalition building was happening in a way between, say, the Black Panthers and radicalized Jews, and to figure out a place for Jews to be a coherent anti-racist, anti-white supremacist organizing sort of block from an identity position. But one of the things that I think is that, that I haven't figured out yet how to address is that the entrenchment of Jewish identity, Ashkenazi Jewish identity, uh, and white Jewish identity in whiteness over the past, over the 40 years that have passed since there was radicalized Jewish organizing happening in a really visible way, and the simultaneous entrenchment of the violent Israeli settler colonial state has meant that what it means to be Jewish now is really different, I think, than what it meant to be Jewish in the 1960s and the 1970s. And again, I think that the whiteness piece and the settler piece needs to be addressed first. And when we try to address the sort of Jewishness first or simultaneous even, I I feel sometimes I feel like we get a bit lost. Jewish is not a racial category. I don't really understand what ethnic means as we use it colloquially. So then it becomes a bit confusing as to, like, where Jewishness sits in terms of an identity that I want to base identity politics from. And I think the the whiteness and the thinking about the construction of race and how race plays out in the violent, brutal ways that it plays out needs to be unraveled a bit first before I personally would even know how to figure a coherent, anti-racist Jewish identity from which to educate and from which to organize. I'm just I'm just thinking about a bit like it seems especially coming from this article and the type of stuff that is being written is that it seems like a first an easy first step could just be kind of educating and confronting young white Jews to just tell them that they're white. Mhm. I think there's a really important question to be asked within Jewish community within radicalized Jewish community about sort of what the place of what our relationship to Jewishness is, our various relationships to Jewishness are, what the place for Jewishness is after the decolonization of the Israeli state, for example, or after we fully comprehend white supremacy, which I'm not sure that we ever will, but that that's that there is actually like a linear progression there. The whiteness needs to be addressed first. I think there's almost a way in which, and maybe I'm blinded by who my networks are and who I talk to, but it feels like there's an increased discussion about Jews of color or non-white Jews, but it's done in a very multicultural Canadian kind of way where the framework is still Ashkenaz white. There's still like a centering of a certain identity with different people's food and practices attached to it. Yeah. You know, we have a paradigm in multicultural Canada for understanding difference as in what we call difference, as in deviation from the assumed white norm, the white norm of the settler colony and of of being able to incorporate and commoditize and consume difference and race as long as it gets called culture, right? And as long as it's completely depoliticized, and as long as it's about objects of consumption, food, cultural practices. But when we think about racialized Jews, I feel like it's really, really difficult for people to, even if we're talking about it, for people to square the structures of racialization and, and race with Jewishness. And so you see conversation, for example, about Ethiopian Jews, black African Jews, and the attempt to sort of deal with discrimination 
and violence, sterilization, deportation, all of these things. And the, the, the strange place that Jewishness sits in there, because really what's happening is racism, right? It's anti-black racism. It's not anti-Jewish sentiment. In, in reading your, your thesis from six years ago, your master's, a lot of it seemed to be about trying to figure out a way of articulating a coherent, anti-racist Ashkenazi Jewish identity specifically in North America. I think Mm -hmm. you wrote, uh, where Jews have been deeply implicated in structural violence, can we be accountable to privilege? Now, six years later, can you explain what you meant by this kind of identity or how you feel currently about what articulating an identity like this would look like? I don't know that I would ask the question now that I asked then. I don't know that I would ask, you know, is there a way to create accountable Ashkenazi Jewish identity in the context of white supremacy? I think my question now would be, to whom am I responsible in my daily life? And how do I make those responsibilities real? The responsibilities, especially around, to whom am I, am I responsible as a beneficiary of a profoundly brutal system of white supremacy and racism and, and settler colonialism? And what is my work as a white Jew? Where is my work? What is my work? And to whom am I accountable? Who are my communities? And the question also is sort of for me, like, who am I today? Like, what am I working with today around my Jewishness and around my whiteness? And how does that relate to how other people are perceiving me? Because I don't have control over how other people are perceiving me. And as a white person, for example, like, I will always be, unless these structures around racism change dramatically, I will, when I walk around, people don't see a Jew. People see a white person, and people see someone implicated in white supremacy. And so that is, that is part of my Jewish identity, and that sort of, however I articulate it, the world also, the material world also exists, and I am implicated in it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm completely out of questions. <laughs> I think maybe that's okay. as good as any a place to, to end off on. Okay. Yeah, thanks for doing this interview. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. I'm, I'm really excited about this show. 